can't get enough of the podcast? Lucky for you, our video IQ platform on adorebeauty.com.au houses thousands of articles on skincare, makeup, hair care, and more. Plus, you can find a heap of video tutorials, ingredient spotlights, and brand breakdowns on our YouTube channel. Just click on Beauty IQ in the menu bar of the website or app or search Adore Beauty on YouTube for more beauty content. Welcome everybody to Beauty IQ, the podcast. I'm your host, Joanna Fleming. And I am your co-host, Hannah First. So Hannah, I feel very Gen Z because I'm using this social media platform, what I have been for the last couple of months, called Be Real. I've heard of it. (laughs) And it's obviously very big with the kids these days, but I don't feel like there's as many millennials on it. So I'm trying to get all my friends on it. And I don't know if you're using it yet, but I haven't got you on there. So I would really like you to download it, please. Mainly because I feel it just gives you the opportunity to just post the most outrageous photos because you could be doing anything when the notification goes off. So how does it work? So you basically get a notification that you have to post. Yeah. So everyone gets a notification at the same time every day, Uh but it's at a different time. So everyone gets a notification at the same time, but the time will go off like whenever. So you could be doing anything. What happens if you're like having sex? (laughs) So you can post late, but you can't see what anyone else has posted until you post. So if you don't post for three days, you just won't see anyone's content in that time. Oh, okay. Yes. It's kind of designed to encourage you to post right there and then, which I try to do because I find the notification exciting. So I'm like, what am I doing? (laughs) How many friends have you got on there? Like, is it a lot of people? Oh, I only have like my good friends. No, no, no. I would never have strangers on there. No offense to everyone listening, (laughs) but it's kind of how I would use Snapchat. Like I would take really ugly photos on there and post exactly what I was doing. Like the other night I was getting out of the shower when it went off. So I took a photo of me getting out of the shower. (laughs) Not a nude, but like with my towel on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's kind of, it's a very interesting insight into your friends' lives that you probably don't see day to day. I actually really like it. And I like it because I'm not in the office all the time. So it gives me a perspective of what people are doing all day. And I just really enjoy it. And I think you should get it. And I'd like you to add me. So maybe by the end of this recording, you can get Be Real. Okay. Also, you would have really good content. Mine's just me at home most of the time. (laughs) It never goes off when I'm doing anything fun. It's like it knows. I actually feel like it could be really fun. All right, I'm going to download it. I think someone did, I did get like a people like sent me a friend request or whatever. You would definitely have friends on there. You would see them as soon as you join. You'll see like people that are in your contacts that have it. But it's just really quite a fun platform. Do you think it's going to take off though? So it's interesting because I look after our socials at Adore. It's kind of like, oh, do we think this is going to be like a brand thing? No, I don't personally. Mm. It's one of those platforms that really is designed to just be for people and not for brands, I feel, unless it evolves to some degree. But if we were to do it as Adore, it would just be like me and the social team at our desks all day. (laughs) nothing interesting that we could offer in terms of content and I feel like the app knows when you stop doing fun things and sends you the (laughs) notification and I also it's not video no No, it's not video so I think that'll probably be the next step for them is to do video like that seems like the most logical step how are you feeling about Instagram moving away from I'm devastated did you see Kylie and Kim both posted yeah Instagram bring back photos yes I did 
But I like reels mm. and I like video content because I, I love TikTok. So Yeah, I know you do. Yeah. But maybe it should stay in TikTok. Maybe Instagram should stop trying to be TikTok. Yeah, I agree to it <laughs> to a degree. It should be a mix. Yeah. I think it should be a mix. Agree. It should be a mix. Video, stories, feed posts. It should be a bit of a mix. Agree. Because I do still love a feed post on Instagram. Yeah, so do I. Anyway, speaking of TikTok, what is on today's episode? Well, on today's episode, we are sharing your first kiss stories. I actually haven't read through them all because there was so many, so that'll be interesting. Okay. (laughs) And we're speaking to Michelle Wong, aka Lab Muffin Beauty Science, actually about TikTok because it is flooded with Mm. health myths and, of course, the products we didn't know we needed. I posted to Instagram, I wanted to know your cringiest first kiss stories. But, Joe, do you remember your first kiss before we get into it? You know that I don't remember what I had for lunch today and it's only one twenty-five, so I honestly can't give you any kind of detail. It wasn't cringy as far as I can remember. Yep, mine was pretty bad. Oh, okay. Oh, you remember full details. I think if you if it was really traumatic, I would remember it, but it obviously was just normal. So <laughs> I remember when first kisses were happening when I was I was 13, I think at the time. Yeah. And everyone would like people would watch it was like the thing to yes yes. how weird is that (laughs) so weird do kids still do that these days I don't know probably not they're too cool for that (laughs) and I remember I had this where he was like my boyfriend not boyfriend we never spoke but he was like so anyway (laughs) we ended up we ended up getting like we went into a closet but at a party but instead of just the two of us going in the closet there were like five other people watching in the closet (laughs) That is so weird. So weird. And I remember it was like, it was like, go, go, go. And so we started kissing. I remember just dying with embarrassment and like feeling like I had no idea what I was doing. And I actually vividly remember it. Like I still remember it so vividly. Wow. I do not. uh, My memory is not as good as yours. Um, But I do recall at that time everyone would watch at parties. And then we came out of the closet and everyone's like standing around. Like it's so, it was, I I highly doubt. (laughs) That's giving me suddenly 30 vibes. Yeah. I highly doubt that kids do it like we didn't yeah we used to play spin the bottle and yeah there was a lot of that going around they probably go on dates to nobu now (laughs) yeah (laughs) with like full glam yeah you know and like a prada handbag yeah legit (laughs) yeah so some of you sent through your stories on the facebook group which thank you by the way It, it does take a lot of guts to bear your soul on the facebook group we did have one person say that she was 13 at a blue light disco and she bit his tongue. Oh. I don't know how you manage that, but we also had multiple ones saying that they kept bashing teeth, mm. knocking teeth. That is just the, oh, just thinking of that feeling is just making me cringe. So I've got this one in the cinema and his tongue missed my mouth every time. My nose was assaulted. Oh, yeah. How does that happen? Someone wrote in the Facebook group, first kiss at 13 with a guy whose nickname was Humpy. 
Red flag. <laughs> he told his friend I kissed like a washing machine. What? Yeah. Oh, this one was, she was 16, kissed a boy at a party right as my dad arrived to pick me up. He walked past and we made eye contact. Oh, <laughs> while you were kissing, it sounds like. I think this is the winner. My boyfriend threw up in my mouth and then I threw up too. Oh, Oh. that's disgusting. Oh, my God. I've seen this one a few times, ended up with a blood nose and pulled away. The girl got a blood nose and there was blood all over his face. Do blood noses happen like when you're stressed? Is that the thing? Yes, Ah, they do. Okay. Oh, God. He asked me to rate his kissing out of 10. Guess how old the guy was? 33. He's 29. Wow. Uh, Oh, another one. Oh, my God. Kissing in the driveway and my dad coming up to the window to say, move out of the way. (laughs) No, 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 no. Oh, my God. I totally forgot about this story, by the way. Yeah. I don't know why this didn't come to mind when we started recording this or when I read the notes, but I got home the other day, pulled into my driveway, shut the garage, and I noticed this, like, pea plater just sitting in my street, like, right outside my house. And I had kind of tinted windows, but I could still see like the people in there. And I came inside and I'm like, what are these people doing? They're just like stopped there in the car and not getting out, nothing. So being the creep I am and the people watcher that I am, I sat in my bedroom and from my room with the kind of blinds I have, you can't see in, but I can see out. So I'm like watching them. And I realized that it's this like couple that obviously the guy's on his peas and he's dropping his girlfriend home or something and they're fully making out in the car oh <laughs> like, what are you doing my gosh. and then she got out of the car <laughs> and he just drove off so he was obviously dropping her home from a date or something <laughs> oh that's so yeah. cute but imagine if they'd known oh. that me i was in the window watching <laughs> you were there i with what like i can imagine you with binoculars <laughs> sitting up there <laughs> okay, so after we kissed, he tried to be romantic and lifted me up. Cute. Mm-hmm. And he let out a big fart. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Oh. oh, no. Why would you try and do a lift if you felt a fart brewing? Oh, gosh. Went for a first date, noticed he had a cold sore before I could stop him. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. No, oh, no. No, no, you, no, you no. can't do that. That is my worst nightmare. I've managed to avoid cold sores. Touch wood. I'm touching every possible item around me because both my brothers get them yeah and so I was really scared growing up that I was going to get cold sores just from like you know sharing plates and cups and stuff obviously not kissing my brothers on the mouth (laughs) but yeah I just like cold sores freak me out Uh, well I think the etiquette is if you have one that you don't kiss while you've got an active one oh totally yeah Yeah. what would you what what was that guy thinking ended up oh oh what ended up with a half chewed chili dorito in my mouth (laughs) (laughs) yuck oh my god was hooking up felt a burp coming didn't know what to do so burped it through into his mouth do you burp openly in front of your boyfriend oh, i can't burp so oh, i don't okay. know when they it, i burp maybe once every three months and it just comes up without me knowing and it, it just surprises me every time i've never known how to do it i don't fart but i do burp oh yeah i think that's 
probably okay. Yeah. I hate the smell of burps. Like they repulse me to my core. I'd rather smell someone's fart. But yeah, you do what you need to do. All right. Let's see if we've got some more. Oh, okay. This is a good one. First kiss with my gross first boyfriend in his bed and we took photos and there's legit a saliva string in the picture. Oh, my <laughs> I would burn that photo. I love how she calls him her gross yeah. first boyfriend. It's a, bit, it's a bit mean. wonder what he has to say about you. <laughs> Sucked my whole mouth, chin, and made moaning noises. Ew. Still traumatised thinking about it. Why sucking of the chin? I don't know. <laughs> okay, here's the last one. Dancing with a guy and he went in for a pash. His lips <laughs> encircled my entire <laughs> mouth. <laughs> that word kills me, encircled. <laughs> encircled. I'm just, I'm just imagining like her lips together and him putting yes. his lips like circling. <laughs> Like a, and like then and like sucking like a fish. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! I'm trying to think if I have any like the worst kiss, the worst first kiss that I ever had. I don't know why, but this topic just made me shudder. Like I just don't even want to think about it. But I'm trying to think: Have you ever had like a first kiss with someone where you're like, "Oh, this is going to be so good," and then it was like really terrible? Yeah. Like the chemistry's there, but then the kissing is like really awful. Yeah, not right. There's something like not quite right. I'm sure you would have had a few of those on oh, the dance floor. Yeah, for sure. For yeah. sure. <laughs> I'm actually just trying to think of like a specific one where the person was like a really bad kisser. Oh, actually, <laughs> I think I've told this story before. Have you? I used to make out with this guy. We'd always see each other out and we'd always make out. And I remember, I think I've told this where he left the club. Like he was like, oh, I'll be back. And I thought, oh, maybe he's going to the bathroom or something. We used to make out in the corner. Of the- oh, and he went and got like carbonara or something. Yes. And he tasted like carbonara. <laughs> he got back and it like was the most <laughs> intense. It actually was it tasted like Alfredo, not carbonara. <laughs> <laughs> and I couldn't, so I'm like, disgusting. did he go to 7-Eleven and like buy one of those Alfredo packets and yeah. cook it up or yeah. went home or like I couldn't understand what was going on. Oh, So I would have been 19. So that was 14 years ago and I still remember the taste like it was oh. yesterday. <laughs> All right. So those are your cringiest first kiss stories. Thank you so much, everyone, that sent them in. So we have a a favourite guest of ours joining us, Michelle Wong, a.k.a. Lab Muffin. Thanks for joining us again today, Michelle. Hi, thank you for having me again. You recently contributed with some comments for a, I think it was a New York Times article around TikTok and all the health myths that are going around on TikTok. And I'm very into TikTok. I have been since the start of the pandemic. I just can't get off it absolutely thrive on there. I don't post anything really. I just want to absorb all the content, but it's very clear there's a lot of misinformation on there. So obviously you're spending a lot of your time debunking myths that come up as a science educator, but there's just so much on there. So how do you approach tackling misinformation when you see it? I guess it would be kind of frustrating for you. 
day in, day out. Yeah, it is really quite frustrating because, I mean, TikTok is where a lot of people are now. Mm. And part of it is just TikTok is so rapid, like it moves Mm. so quickly. And a lot of the time, the stuff that does really well on TikTok is stuff that catches your attention. It makes you a bit scared, maybe. Usually if you're scared, then like, I think most of us deep down, we are good people. Um, (laughs) And so if we see something like, I don't know, this product could cause cancer. We want to share that with our friends. We want to make sure they're not hurt by this product. And yeah, so any fear-based misinformation just goes viral really quickly. So I guess in terms of how I prioritize, I try to look for things that are trending, things that are particularly viral. And usually that is something that scares the pants off everyone. I think also deep down, we all want the same things. Like we all want to stay healthy. We all want to not get ripped off. Mm. And so I think having that common ground is really helpful. So yeah, I think usually if I point out that this is actually not helping and this is actually not good for our health or this is not good for our wallets or this just plain doesn't work, then yeah. Well, I saw one just yesterday I think with a dermatologist that was like spreading misinformation that's kind of scary for all of us that rely on experts for that information or to I guess back that information yeah it is definitely a problem where I think it's just human nature really everyone is susceptible to misinformation even if you are an expert and even within your own area So this was, I think you're talking about one where a dermatologist was saying you can use a plant oil instead of sunscreen. Yes, that's the one. (laughs) I did not like it. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty worrying because, I mean, dermatologists see skin cancer all the time and they tell us how to prevent skin cancer and obviously natural oils. Not very many dermatologists are recommending this except this one guy. Yeah. So I think it's probably a good reminder. One of my Instagram friends Mm. is a doctor and he actually makes really cool YouTube videos about famous doctors scamming people. Oh, (laughs) really? Okay. That's one to watch. Yeah. So if you're interested, his YouTube channel is called Medlife Crisis. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) It's hilarious. I like that a lot. There's actually one he did, which was on doctors like promoting an NFT for healthcare. It was very weird. Okay. It was like, very, very interesting watch. Mm. But yeah, he said something which was really, I think, insightful, which was, it's a good reminder that doctors are like everyone else. We can't believe in all sorts of nonsense. Mm. Yeah. So I think really the best thing to do is probably to look for the consensus of relevant experts. Yeah. In reality, what would be best is if we actually went into every area and went through the research ourselves and like, thought about it but that takes like I mean we don't have 15 lifetimes just to pick like what sunscreen to use Mm. so yeah I think if you follow a bunch of experts so if you follow let's say five dermatologists five cosmetic chemists five estheticians that was 15 people so like if 14 of them say the same thing then that is most likely going to be a good Mm -hmm. bet so we've spoken briefly about the SPF which products or ingredients like do you encounter the most incorrect information about on TikTok I think it's sunscreen There's so much sunscreen misinformation. And I think part of it is because it's regulated as a drug in Australia and the US. And that means the active ingredients get put separately on the bottle. 
And a lot of them have quite scary names, like they're longer than usual, like oxybenzone. In Australia, we actually use slightly longer names for things. So avobenzone is, I, I've never had to say this, so I can't actually remember, but it's like three words. <laughs> and yeah, scary names are kind of scary because we have this sort of stranger danger sort of instinct built into us, which is good mm-hmm. if we're trying to avoid getting, I don't know, kidnapped and have our kidneys harvested, but <laughs> not so good for like... sunscreen which is like heavily researched tons of scientists have been working on it and developing these molecules that are amazing for protecting us from the sun which i mean the sun is perfectly natural but it is just so bad for us so much of the time and yeah there's been all these scary news stories about it as well and a lot of it is we have this bias to think that words that are long and complicated are probably something to be scared of. And yeah, that just taps into that. Yeah, for sure. I can only imagine how much frustration you must feel at times because people are relying on you to prove and disprove different theories or concepts. Do you ever just like sit down at night and go, I just can't be doing this anymore? (laughs) This is just too taxing. Or do you kind of enjoy doing this side of things? Is it like how you thrive on producing content? Well, I did lie down on the floor last night (laughs) on the carpet (laughs) when I saw that natural oils thing and it was followed up by a few like, yeah. And then a couple of my friends also DM'd me other videos and I was just like, this is too much for (laughs) Fair enough. But yeah, part of me does kind of thrive on it. So I have ADHD and part of that means I need to be motivated to do things. And so if I'm too calm... stuff doesn't get done but if I'm annoyed then like it's that whole someone is wrong on the internet thing and I have infinite energy so it's the perfect career for you really because someone's just riling you up and then it gets going (laughs) until I burn out yes (laughs) and I saw recently that you did a video on a particular product that contained diluted bleach in simpler terms and you came up against issues with the brand and they were kind of like denying it or trying to justify the ingredient in their product and you weren't necessarily saying that it was awful to be in their product, but you were just pointing out that that's what the ingredient was. Do you often come up against issues with brands or are they pretty resistant to like constructive criticism on their products? That's a really good question. It really depends on the brand. A few of them have been super supportive and really receptive to feedback. So Decium have been super Mm -hmm. supportive. So they make Neod and The Ordinary and they've just been super nice. I feel like maybe I wasn't the most polite, but they, they are so nice. They are just so supportive and they always want to improve. Well, it's a good sign, right? Yeah, I think it really is because they have actually changed a few of their formulas in response to feedback, not just from me, but from other people as well. And I think that's a really good Mm. sign from a brand. But yeah, yeah, that's not really normal. (laughs) Yeah. So then this other brand that you obviously dealt with were like, no, no, that's not what's in our product. And you're like, no, no, it is. Like, is that a hard conversation to have? Sometimes. I think I've actually been reasonably good touch wood at not getting sued Um, but this brand did kind of threaten to sue me which was fun do you get a lot of legal letters or not really not really and I think it's because I do tend to word things quite carefully and it's also you're dealing with fact yeah yeah (laughs) like telling the truth is apparently a full defense to any sort of getting sued which is nice (laughs) (laughs) Since you have so much knowledge in the science space and in product formulation, how do you decide which brands to partner with when it comes to sponsored content? I think I do have a lot of knowledge, but I feel like I still have so much to learn. Like there's just so much out there. So 
I tend to partner with brands that I personally like. So if I like their product a lot, if I use it myself. And my other test is usually if they offer me and my audience a learning opportunity. So for example, my usual test is if someone cannot possibly buy this product, like if they live on the moon, can they still get something valuable from my content, like my sponsor content? I like that. Yeah. So I guess you're giving them value, even if they don't want to purchase the product, they're still learning something at the same time. Yeah. So I feel like if I have, like, I only take money if it's also beneficial for Mm. my audience. I feel like that's a pretty good test. What advice do you have for anyone wanting to get answers on a particular topic without having to harass you for a video? I don't mind being harassed for a video because, yeah, it does motivate me. But following a bunch of relevant experts or looking up what those experts are saying about a particular topic is a really good idea. So, yeah, that whole consensus of relevant experts, see what they're saying. If they disagree, see which one has a better argument. And, yeah, I think that is probably best thing we can do in this incredibly information dense landscape where like you just come across so much stuff and you don't know if it's Mm. crap or not yeah and it can be really challenging Mm. because you can also go down the rabbit hole of like clean beauty like you could end up on clean beauty tiktok and then you're being told all this information that if you were on dermatologist TikTok, it might be incredibly different. So it's kind of easy to get dragged into a whole other world if you're not careful and you don't balance the kinds of people you're following or the kinds of experts you're following. Yeah, definitely. And algorithms do tend to channel us down these rabbit holes because Mm. like the more angry you get, the more engaged you are, the more scared you are, the more engaged you are. And of course, these algorithms love engagement because you're stuck on their app, you're watching all their ads, you're making the money. So yeah, I think it's really, we have to be really careful when we use apps. We have to keep in mind that they're not there to give us information. They're there just to keep us on the app. Yeah, very interesting. Well, good luck out there. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, I need it. (laughs) Thanks again for joining us, Michelle. Thank you. Product we didn't know we needed. What's your product this week, Joe? My product is one that I've been trying for quite a few months just to be 100% sure that I was into it because I was skeptical. We know that I love my ASOP Gentle Cleansing Gel. We do. I stand that product. This segment has nothing to do with my feelings towards that product, but I have found one that comes a very close second. And to the point that I don't actually have an ASAP cleanser in my shower at the moment, and I haven't had one in there for probably six weeks. Mm-hmm. I've been only using the Viviology Gentle Foaming Cleanser. It's a good one. That is the cleanser that I've had in my shower. So I ran out of the ASAP one and I'm like, I'll just bring this. I think I was going away somewhere and I'm like, I'll bring this with me. And I started using it and then I was like, I actually love this. I'm just going to keep using this. And I didn't replace the ASAP one. I will eventually, maybe, mm-hmm. but I'm loving this at the moment. So I kind of disagree with it being called a foaming cleanser, to be honest, because there really is nothing foamy about it. It is a typical gel cleanser, very, very similar texture to the ASAP one. So if you have used that and really liked the texture, it's very similar, very similar to the Dermalogica Special Cleansing Gel as well. So if you like those kinds of textures, you'll like this. So it's got aloe vera, it's got calendula in it, it's got glycerin. So it's great for removing makeup, impurities, dirt. I sometimes use it in the shower when I've forgotten that I have makeup on. And so normally I would do a cleansing balm or cleansing oil beforehand 
and then jump in the shower and then use that as a second cleanse. But sometimes I forget I've got a little bit of makeup on and I just use that and then I will bioderma outside of the shower and it works a treat. So it definitely can remove makeup quite effectively. So it doesn't strip your skin and it doesn't feel like tight or dry when you get out of the shower. So that's exactly what I look for in a cleanser. I don't want it to feel like it's stripping or dehydrating my skin. This product doesn't do that. And I just find it leaves my skin feeling clean, but not Mm. dry. And it feels still hydrated when I get out of the shower, which is very good. What else does it have in it? What else can I tell you about it? It smells really nice. It's got some desert lime extract in there. It's got some bergamot peel oil. It's got some cucumber seed oil. It's a very nice consistency and I like the way that it applies to my skin. And also it's only 35 bucks. So if you are in the market for a more affordable cleanser, you don't want to be spending upwards of $50 on a cleanser because, you know, you do wash it off at the end of the day, then this might be a good option for you. And it's a 200 mil, so very generously sized packaging as well. So that is my PWD KWN for today. What's yours? Today I have got a more affordable product for oily skin gals. It's the Innisfree Volcanic Pore Mattifying Cream. Innisfree actually, it's a K-Beauty brand if you didn't know, and they have like a whole volcanic range. Did you talk about getting this the other week when you were struggling with the body acne? Did we talk about that then? Was it someone else? No. No, no, no. That was, I said there was an inner street oh, yeah, shop cool. here. Yeah, I yeah. Was, but then I ended up getting the La Roche yeah. Pizze. So it's actually a moisturizer. I think when I read the packet, I was like, oh, it's going to be some sort of clay yeah. situation, but it's actually a moisturizer. And it's really amazing at mattifying the skin. Like you put it on and it really does instantly mattify the appearance of pores. I haven't actually used it under makeup but I had used it as a moisturizer and I could see that it would be really good underneath like makeup for oily Mm -hmm. skin. It also has some really great active ingredients, which will help to clear out the wall of the pore, but also it hydrates the skin at the same time. It's honestly like such a good affordable option for oily skin gals. How much is it? It's $34. Oh, bargain. Yeah, bargain. So it's got the Innisfree Volcanic Sphere Plus. What is a Volcanic Sphere Plus? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Can you tell me? (laughs) (laughs) So it's their proprietary ingredient. (laughs) Basically, it is developed through extensive research of the Jeju Volcanic Clusters, these naturally porous clusters are packed with minerals and have the ability to absorb. Okay, so basically these spheres absorb excess oil and impurities from the pores. Mm -hmm. But it also has AHAs, BHAs and PHAs, which are like combined together to help draw out impurities and regulate sebum production. As we know, BHAs are really good for that. So I guess with those sort of active ingredients, you'll probably also notice that it will improve like the appearance of like your skin tone as well. Yeah, smoother texture. Yeah, aside Mm. from regulating sebum production. But the real thing is that it actually has like an instant mattifying effect. So like whilst the active ingredients are working like behind the scenes it actually has like an instant mattifying effect kind of Mm -hmm. like you know how we talk about the bye-bye pores yeah that kind of has an instant mattifying effect yeah on your pores this is sort of the same nice 
So just to let you know, it's really suitable for combination and oily skin types. If you are in that category, uh, this could be a really good one for you. And if you want to try Innisfree, I really like their prebiotic green tea moisturizer, I think it's called. I'm probably Mm. butchering that name, but I absolutely love that moisturizer. I highly recommend. The green tea cleanser is hot man smell. Is it? Have you is it the great is it the green tea one? We've I don't spoken know. about it before. I've used the moisturizer, but I haven't used the cleanser. But I accidentally dropped it and broke the lid. And so I had to chuck it out. And oh. it wasn't even like a quarter empty. So I am looking forward to trying that again at some stage in my life. But very nice. If you're looking for an affordable moisturizer and you've got normal to dry skin, I'd say grab that one. Yeah, it is the green tea foam cleanser. Mm. It's fifteen dollars. Oh, great. For hot man smell. I'll pay anything. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you've apparently got some true crime recommendations for me. Oh, I do. Great. I need them. I've become absolutely obsessed with true crime on Netflix. It's just like my new, not even true crime, like mystery, crazy stories. So there's a few. I've literally got my pen and paper ready to write these down. Okay. You might have seen this one. It's new on Netflix. It's The Innocence Files. No, haven't seen it. So basically The Innocence Project gets people like off death row and people that have been like wrongly imprisoned for like decades and decades. It's actually really tugs. I did cry Mm -hmm. in the last episode. It's a difficult watch, but it's like amazing. It got like 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Going to watch that. That one's really good. The other one that is just mental, like it has the most amazing guy, the pharmacist. Have you seen it? No. Oh, so basically it starts off as like a murder (laughs) mystery Mm. and then this guy is like, (laughs) he kind of reminds me of you a little bit in the sense that he wants to be a detective and he like... (laughs) He's like a pharmacist, but he wants to be a detective. (laughs) He's probably closer to it than I am. (laughs) Well, he does a really good, like you have to watch it. It's just, it gets more bizarre. So it starts off as a murder mystery and then it turns into like the opioid crisis over in America. Oh, okay. He's obviously a pharmacist. So he's seeing like prescriptions. Yeah. The other one that's like crime and drugs mixed together, similar to The Pharmacist, is How to Fix a Drug Scandal. How to Fix a Drug Scandal. It's like, it's so bizarre what some people get caught up. I can't even, so basically there's like, it's I think in the one state, you know, when you get like, when you get. Yes, I do. Charged (laughs) with a drug possession or dealing or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. So imagine you, Joe. you get charged with drug possession and so basically they send those drugs to be tested and basically there were these two drug labs and they just like, it was so scandalous, like they weren't testing the drugs properly. Anyway, it just gets more and more crazy, really, really good. There's one more that I've got that I'll recommend. It's a quick what? I think there's two episodes. It's called Un- Is it the girlfriend that didn't Yes. Exist? Yes, I watched that on the weekend. I watched that on the weekend. How crazy was that? If you love a catfish story, that's a good one. So basically after that- We won't ruin it. I won't ruin it. But after that, I I started watching all the like top catfishing from the show, Catfish. (laughs) Please go and watch that. We will not give it away. But anyway, those are my picks. (laughs) See you next week, guys. Enjoy those recommendations. All right. See you guys. Thanks, everyone, for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends. It helps other people to discover us. And also, we really want to know what you thought about this podcast. So if you can leave us a review, that would be much appreciated. Bye.